You're listening to the Alpha Man Project with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? It doesn't matter if you're a successful CEO or working 9 to 5. We're here once a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. You deserve greatness. Now it's time to make it happen. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Find it all at alphamanprojects.com. Now back to the show. All right. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Ted Rice, and I'm back with another episode of Ask Ted. So before we get to the question, I want to give a shout out to this week's best review, and it's coming from Jimmy P.S. Hayes. The headline is, my new favorite podcast. This show is extremely helpful, fun, and informative. After listening to this podcast, I deleted about four other podcasts from my feed because I don't need them anymore. This one has it all. Ted is a great host, and honestly, I enjoy the solo episodes more than I do the interviews. Ted gives advice that every man can use. It's practical, and he covers all the bases. Subscribe to this one, guys. It's pretty much all you need. Thank you, Ted. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, thank you so much for that review, man. I really appreciate it. And it's so funny hearing that you enjoy the solo episodes more than the interviews. And it's funny for me to see that there, you know, I can look at the iTunes account and see how many times they're being downloaded relative to the other episodes. And they get downloaded a lot. And it's not that I have any issues about whether I'm worth listening to or not, but you know, I'm interviewing all these people who I think are pretty badass and, you know, I'm enjoying learning from, but, uh, you know, it's really, it's, I'm glad to hear that my solo episodes are helping you and a lot of other people out. I really appreciate the feedback on that because man, sometimes I don't know, maybe you guys don't really like listening to me. Maybe you do. I don't know unless I hear from you and I want to give you what you want. I mean, this, this podcast is for me too, right? I'm not just going to I'm not just here to pander to you, right? But it's it's like a teamwork thing. You let me know what's up and uh, and what you want and and if it's in my, you know, if it's in my core values, if it's what I believe in and you know, like like uh this question I'm going to tackle today. I I want to give you that guys to you. I want to help you out. I want to help you be in better shape. I want to help you learn how to eat in a way that uh, makes you that gives you the type of body you want, and I want to help you with your business or help you kick ass in your job. I want to do all that. I want to help you date more women. I want to help you get laid more. Whether that's with one woman who you're really, really attracted to, and you feel like she's the one for you right now or forever, or if it's just you want to have some fun. Because guys, don't let anybody tell you different. You you got to go out there and experience some things. Okay, and and it's all about what works for you. And that's what being the alpha man is about doing what works for you, not doing what works for me, not doing what works for any of the guests that I have. It's what works for you. So anyway, I, I really appreciate that review, Jimmy. And guys, if you haven't given me a review yet, please go to iTunes and give me an honest review. 
I'm not asking you to pump me up uh, and, and, you know, talk a bunch of BS that, you know, you don't really believe in, or maybe you kind of like the show or some of the episodes you like, but some you don't. I want to hear from you. Give me some honest feedback so I can know what I'm doing right. And so I can improve on the things that you feel that need to be improved on. I don't mind doing that. And uh, I need some help from you. So please go over to iTunes, Alpha Man Project, and leave me that review. That would be awesome. All right, so let's get to today's question. Today's question is coming from Daniel. And uh, real quick, guys, my website's been down for a couple days. Uh, I'm not going to voice all my frustration about web design and web sites and the guys who run them, but it's a real pain in the ass at times, but it's back online. So anyway, Daniel emailed me this question instead of uh, voicemailing me and Hey guys, you know what? That's part of, that's part of everything. You got ups and downs of what you do. My show is really doing well. There's a ton of downloads, but you know what? There's some setbacks sometime and that's okay. And there's probably going to be setbacks in your life. That's okay. You keep pushing forward. Don't stress out about it too much because, uh, you know, I'm not, and, and you shouldn't. So let's get to the question is overtraining a myth or a reality. And if so, where do you draw the line and do less exercise instead of more? Excellent. Excellent question, Daniel. And I'm so glad you asked it. A lot of people have probably seen like the C.T. Fletcher videos. And if you haven't, they're kind of fun to watch. I like C.T. Fletcher personally. Uh, he's a powerlifter, bodybuilder guy. He's got a really interesting story where he was eating a lot of McDonald's and had a heart attack then changed his life around. But he's he's a pretty inspirational guy. I don't know. Maybe I'll get him on the podcast. But anyway, long story short, he said that overtraining is a myth and it's a fallacy and it doesn't exist. And that's wrong. Okay. And I'll tell you why. And I love CT, but he is really good at bodybuilding and powerlifting and probably can show you how to really push your body and build muscle. But he's no uh, physiologist. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Right. He's, uh, you know, he's more uh, based in experience than, you know, having a PhD in endocrinology and human physiology. And so anyway, so that's the short answer. Overtraining is real. And I'll get to your other questions. Where do you draw the line and do less exercise instead of more? So before I start giving you a definition of overtraining and explaining it to you and giving you some steps to overcome overtraining or to bounce back from overtraining, First, I want to talk about that most people might not be overtraining, right? There, there's going to be some of you who maybe think that you're overtraining and you're training like, I don't know, maybe three, four times a week, about an hour at a time, and you're not making results. Not making results, not making improvements is not the same thing as overtraining. Overtraining is different. Not improving is a, you just hit a plateau, and we'll get into that. You've hit homeo, there's a concept called homeostasis. And that's basically that your body likes to keep a certain level of, regu it likes to keep certain set points, like your temperature is set, right? 
it does your body doesn't like to be colder or hotter there's a very specific temperature that your body likes to be at and an acid and alkaline your body likes to be at a very specific place in between balance between acid and alkaline and if those things ever change those are just two examples there's many others uh you can die all right or at least end up in the hospital right that's what a fever is when you get too hot or hypothermia when you get too cold and you can have acidosis when you're too acidic and you can you can have alkalinosis i'm probably saying that wrong guys i haven't really uh, studied that in a while but you can be too alkaline and uh, so your body really has a set point and we don't need to go into why that is uh, but for those things but in terms of hitting a plateau you have built yourself to a level of fitness and your body is comfortable there is what it is your body is adapted to it and it's comfortable there and for you to change that you're gonna have to do something drastic uh, not, I shouldn't say drastic but you're gonna have to change the type of exercise you're doing to push yourself to the next level and that is a topic Getting over plateaus is a topic for another episode. And if you want to know that answer, then, then give, send me an Ask Ted email or voicemail and I'll answer it. But I'm not going to go into that right now. So let's talk about true overtraining. All right. The definition of overtraining, the best one that I've read is from a guy named Joel Jameson, who trains a lot of professional MMA athletes. He trains a lot of people, but he... He's probably most well-known in the fitness industry is training uh, some, some pretty badass dudes in MMA. And he defines overtraining as a state of chronic dysfunction in the body's regulation mechanisms resulting from a prolonged imbalance between stress and recovery. And maybe that sounds a little bit technical, a little bit sciencey, but what it really comes down to is you're pushing yourself harder than what you can recover from, okay? And let's, let's talk about that for a second. Exercise is a stress to your body. You do not get in shape from working out. Fitness, getting in shape, getting stronger, whatever your goals are, whatever you're, whatever you're calling it, it comes from rest, Okay, when you go into the gym and go balls to the wall and work your heart out in the gym, you become weaker, right? Try to, I mean, don't try this, but just think about it. You shouldn't try it, although, if you're kind of a knucklehead and you just have to do it, you know, try doing after doing like all your workout, try doing, try going through your workout again, right? Do your one hour workout and then try going after that you're done with your workout, try starting from the beginning and going through it again and see how much, see how well you perform compared to the first time you went through it. Right. And you're not going to do well as you guys can might, um, as you might imagine. And that's because exercise is a stress. It's a catabolic. You guys might've heard that word before. It's a catabolic uh, event, right? You're breaking down muscle. You're stressing muscle tissue, you're stressing joints, you're stressing bones. And where you get the benefits 
from putting this stress on your body comes from the rest. And what Joel Jameson is saying is overtraining happens between, because of a prolonged imbalance between stress and recovery, meaning you've kept stressing yourself for a long time and you haven't had adequate recovery. So that is really what overtraining is about. Now, let me say one thing here. There's something called overtraining and then there's something called overreaching. Overtraining, I already defined for you. Okay, it's that prolonged imbalance between stress and recovery and it really has all these weird effects on your body. Your certain hormones, the, the stress hormones get higher. The uh, anabolic hormones get lower. <laughs> not a good state. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, guys. I'm still not 100% from my cold. But uh, so there's overtraining. We just talked about. Then there's overreaching. What is overreaching? It's simply pushing yourself for a period of time so that you get to the next level and that uh, uh, next level of fitness, you're really kind of shocking your body. You're pushing it. You know, you're pushing it. You're pushing it in a way that you could not maintain because you would start to break down. You would start to overtrain actually. And that is what we do sometimes to push ourselves to get ready for a sport, uh, or to try to build more muscle, it's okay to push yourself sometimes. And I think that's what C.T. Fletcher was talking about, you know, is uh, you, you got you to push yourself. Some people don't push themselves. So there are times when it's really important to push yourself, right? Try, try to push out that, that next set. Do some more reps. Push some heavier weight. Now, if you overreach too far, your performance will start to degrade, okay? Performance being defined as the amount of weight you're trying to lift, the number of reps you're trying to do, whatever. And if you keep doing it, you just start sliding back down and that that can become overtraining. So, but a little bit of overreaching is fine. And guys, how to overreach, man, that's a long, I do that for my clients. That's kind of a long discussion and it's it's very individualized and we're going to get to that in a bit and the the other thing i want to talk about is you can have local versus systemic overtraining and what local overtraining is is let's say you do bench press working all the bench press muscles cuz you're bench pressing you know monday through friday and uh, you know you get to the point where you're just going backwards and that is <laughs> that's kind of uh, you, you haven't like trashed your your entire body, your hormonal system, your in, neuroendocrine system, but you've trashed that muscle group and it's just going to take quite a while to recover. Uh, that's something I read about in Brad Schoenfeld's Max Muscle book, which is a great book. Um, I'm going to give you guys some resources at the end. Uh, what most people are usually talking about is systemic overtraining and systemic is just a fancy word for meaning your entire body. And it really refers to, uh, to many things, but what most people are going, what, what most of you guys are probably going to resonate with the most is your, 
neuroendocrine system, right? It's called neuroendocrine because your brain gives uh, your body, your brain controls your the release of hormones is what I'm talking about. That's what that, that's just a fancy term for hormones are important. You guys have all read about testosterone. You probably read about estrogen, possibly, uh, you know, uh, possibly growth hormone and maybe a few other, there's a ton of hormones in your body. All right. Ton of sex hormones. So you're, that's all controlled by your brain. So that's what neuroendocrine means. It's just a $10 word for that. And uh, what will happen is these stress hormones will start to raise, okay? So cortisol is a stress hormone. And if you've never heard of that, you should probably go listen to uh, Mike Mahler's interview that I did, the, the interview that I did with Mike Mahler. He talks about that a bit. Uh, I, I'm also going to give you some resources. So cortisol, stress hormone. Okay, you guys all know what adrenaline is, right? You've had that fight or flight, and we'll get to that in a bit. And uh, adrenaline starts to take effect right away in a fight or flight situation, or you know whether you're 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 like really stressed, getting into a fight with your girlfriend, or whether your boss is busting your balls and you're getting really stressed, which is something we'll go into as well. And uh, yeah, so. Cortisol takes over where adrenaline leaves off and it's more and it stays elevated for longer uh, because I think adrenaline leaves your body really quickly. It gets metabolized really quickly, if I remember correctly. And then there's things like testosterone, growth hormone, dihydrotestosterone. Uh, what are some other ones? Androstendione, uh, dihydroepiandrosterone, which is DHEA. There's all these other hormones, these anabolic hormones that uh, help you be more resilient to stress and also uh, build muscle, help you recover. Very important. And those hormones decrease when you train hard. Now, <coughs> I'm telling you this, and you can get a hormonal panel, and I recommend you that you do. However, if you're on a budget, it may not be a good idea. It can be a, a, a bit expensive. I've done them a few times, and uh, they can be a little on the expensive side, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, but it's important to, w once you get to the point, if you, if you do have some funds and you want to start paying attention to this stuff, you know, start getting your hormones taken. Uh, I, I know Tim Ferriss does it like every three months. A lot of people say that's way too much. But that's the, the way he is. He wants to check things out that often. But doing it every year is probably a good, a good way to just track things over time. And I've talked to Mike Mahler and I've talked to another guy, Brian St. Pierre, who I've also done an interview with. And Brian is a nutrition guy. He's a dietitian, but he works with Precision Nutrition, has a master's in human dietetics and uh, nutrition. And uh, I heard him say that, I'm not sure if he said it in my interview or if I listened to another interview, but he said, you know, get your hormonal panel at 25 and uh, see how that, because that's kind of your peak, right? And then see how you do every year, but keep track of that. Keep, your hormones are important, very important. So uh, let's get back to the question. I kind of rambled on there. I hope that was helpful for you guys. 
Where do you draw the line and do less exercise instead of more? And let's get into some, some uh, <clears throat> ways you can tell, right? Well, if you're getting weaker, right? If you're not, if you're either staying the same or not getting weaker, uh, <laughs> not getting weaker. If you're staying the same and not getting stronger, because you should be doing better every week. If you're doing the right amount of exercise for you, it's a you should be making improvements week to week. That's what I do with my clients. That's what I think you guys should aim for. And uh, it, it, so if you're constantly sore and you feel like, wow, you know, I'm not recovered from my workout from last week. I'm not sure how I'm going to perform this week. If you feel like you're going backwards, you should probably cut down on the sets. Don't cut down on the intensity. Try to cut down on the sets. Try to, uh, you know, decrease the volume a little bit. So cut down on the number of sets that you do. I know some guys are like, oh, do five sets of five or four sets of 20 or, you know, you can, you can add or take away sets as your body responds to it, right? That's really the key. When I deal with my clients, I deal with all types of clients with all types of lifestyles. And I have to make decisions based on how they show up. They may be killing it one week, but you know what? They had some stuff going on at work. Uh, they have a newborn baby that's keeping them up at night and he hasn't been eating well. And he shows up and we try some big lifts and he just goes backward. I, I got to, we have to accommodate how we feel every week when we go to the gym. Actually, every time you go to the gym, listen to your body. You should be feeling good. You got to push yourself in the gym, but you should be feeling good when you come out of the gym. Okay. You should not be feeling like, oh my God, I feel wiped out. And guys, if you are feeling really wiped out, there I'm going to get to some things that you can do uh, to, to help that. But And, and the feeling wiped out, especially if you're an athlete, because playing sports is probably one of the most challenging things you can do, especially I was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy for a long time. I still am. I just don't train like I used to. But I, I would feel wiped the fuck f out when i go to a hard training because they don't they don't do like oh this this they don't try to change the amount of stress it's you know guys trying to you got i was in there with 25 year old guys 22 year old guys 18 year old monsters just trying to rip my head off who are who's trained all the time and uh you know have gas for miles and just you know, it was really tough. I'd come out of there feeling so beat up. And, uh, you know, that that's probably going to be more of overtraining is probably going to be more of an issue for guys who play sports as well as working out. Uh, but with, with just working out, I, I really think you should recover from your weight training workouts, you know, just here and, and here, let's get into some things that can influence overtraining one genetics. Two, sleep quality. Three, sleep quantity. Four, hormone levels. Some people have better than others. Uh, five, nutrition status, right? 
how are you eating enough and are you getting the types of micronutrients you need? Not just the protein, not just the carbs, not just the fat, but all the vitamins and minerals that you need because that's huge. We know that can, uh, there, there's research that suggests that if you don't get enough magnesium, if you don't get enough zinc, uh, if you don't get enough selenium, there, there's certain things that, that can affect your hormonal levels, okay, your sex hormones, all those uh hormones that I named off the, the dihydrotestosterone, the testosterone, the androstendione, the DHEA, all that stuff. Also, number six, previous training experience, because guys who have, a high, who have built up a higher tolerance to stress over time by exposing their bodies to it, you know, constantly training, they recover, they can recover from more. All right. So, <clears throat> Now let's get into some things that are outside of exercise, okay? Well, the first one's gonna be exercise, but we're, we're gonna talk about some things that are stressful to your body that are outside of exercise. Because guys, I, I just, you know, if you're getting, if you're overtraining, you're on a bad program or you got something going on in your life because weight training is really not that, I mean, it can be strenuous, especially if you're doing like CrossFit style workouts and uh, you're, you know, you, you're not really ready for them and you're really pushing yourself. Okay. Cause CrossFit is just like playing a sport, by the way, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just what it is. You know, I can't really talk crap about uh, CrossFitters when, and the injuries and the type of stuff they go through when I've been in a sport where we try to tear each other's limbs off and choke each other unconscious. You know, I've got popped ribs and hyperextended joints and all types of injuries from jujitsu. So I can't, you know, I would never hate on CrossFit that way. But the fact of the matter is it's a very stressful workout and a lot of people can't recover from it. So if you're doing CrossFit, just make sure that you're recovering from it and you're not just going all the time just because you think you should be there. It's about what your body does. It's not about what anybody tells you. It's not what about what I tell you, your coach tells you, your friends tell you. It's what a, it's about what your body tells you. So let's get into stress. Some forms of stress. Too much strenuous activity. Okay, that's the exercise part. Job stress. Okay, there's a great documentary called Stress portrait of a science killer, silent killer, not silence killer, silent killer. And it's, uh, it's got a few different scientists in it, but as a guy named Robert Sapolsky, and he looks at the hierarchy of baboons, by the way, this is where the alpha male concept really matters. Okay. And, uh, guys who are at the top have the least amount of stress hormones in their bodies and the, uh, and, and they have the highest amounts of say testosterone and all the other good hormones. And the guys who are at the lower, who feel like they're not in control, they are the ones who have more stress and uh, lower levels of testosterone and whatnot. And there's another person, I forget the guy's name, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you where to... You, you can go and look up that documentary on YouTube and watch it for free. It's one of the, you absolutely should watch it. But anyway, there's another guy in Britain who does research on the corporate hierarchies. And 
he they found that people who were getting their asses chewed out by their bosses had higher levels of stress hormones, lower levels of testosterone. So if you're in a situation in your job where your boss is ball busting you, that can have a big effect on you. If you come home and you're like, oh man, you know, God, this guy just chewed me out again. I feel like a loser. You know, he calls me names. He busts my balls. You know, he's like kind of being the alpha male and you're kind of being the beta male. And really, you don't want to be, you want him to be alpha or you to be alpha. You just want to be independent of him, right? You don't want to be in a situation where someone can affect you that much. And there's all types of psychological things that go into that as well as, uh, you know, just your position in the corporate hierarchy. But both are important. Relationship stress. Oh, man. If you're coming home and your girlfriend or wife is busting your balls and making your life miserable and uh, hey, you might even be asking for it. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are going through out there, but it can be super stressful. You know, she's trying to she's holding out sex from you and you're like, oh, man, you're you know, you're not getting laid. She's busting your balls because, you know, there's broken things about around the house. I don't know whatever's going on, but. Uh, you know, that can bring you down and affect your hormonal levels. We have, uh, we, we, there's research that suggests that poor nutrition, huge, because if you don't get enough of not just, again, not just the protein, fats and carbohydrates, but also the micronutrients, if you don't get enough vitamins and minerals, if you're not eating enough vegetables is what that comes down to, fruits and vegetables, you're going to probably be deficient. In fact, there's like, a, there. I think magnesium deficiency is the number one deficiency in the US. I think like 70 people are deficient in it. I might be wrong on that, but what I'm not wrong on is, uh, you know, magnesium is a huge issue. I've done a lot of research on it and uh, supplementing with magnesium can be a great thing, which I will get into uh, eventually. So also sleep. We know from research that it looks like if you sleep poorly, lowers your testosterone levels, causes you to eat more, causes you to eat more sugar, right? Because that's what you're, uh, uh, that's, that's what you kind of crave when you're not sleeping well. And we also know that going to bed blunts cortisol, right? That stress hormone. So cortisol should be high in the morning and start to lower at night. And if you've ever been in that situation where you had a hard training session or you're really stressed out, uh, that's probably cortisol keeping you up at night. I don't know for sure. You would have to get a blood test and check your hormones, but it's just something to think about. Um, and by the way, nobody can tell you anything. You have to get hormonal tests to really, really know, right? Otherwise, we're just guessing at this stuff. And that's okay because we can make some de good decisions based on just knowing certain information and applying it to ourselves and seeing if we can make a difference. But like I said before, with the hormonal testing, if you get hormone, uh, if you get your hormones tested, you know for sure what's going on, and you can definitely get a cortisol test. So the other part is sleep, sleep quantity, sleep quality. It's you know it seems to be a bit individual on how much to sleep, 
but some things with sleep besides the uh, uh, the things I mentioned with you know lowering your testosterone levels when you don't sleep uh, is uh, you know sleeping through the entire night and not being woken up and I go into actually some other things in my last ask Ted it's like 15 ways to get your nutrition exercise and sleep right so go back to the last ask Ted and, and check that out and also I've got an interview with a guy who wrote a book on sl- sleep called Sleep Smarter and the guy was just really Sean Stevenson he's really knowledgeable dude Anyway, let's get to some recovery techniques. This is stuff that you can do to make a difference in your recovery, especially if you're a type A type of guy like myself. I have to go out of my way to rest. I have to go out of my way to de-stress. It doesn't happen naturally for me. I stay wired all the time because uh, I'm not going to go into it, but I, you know that's just kind of my makeup and and I'm surging right now, right? I'm working hard to do this interview, uh, do do this podcast for you guys, and really get myself out there and create something cool. So for you guys and everyone. So anyway, recovery techniques, good nutrition. What's that mean? Drink adequate water. Build your meals around protein and vegetables. Eat a lot of vegetables. And here's a little quick tip: uh, drink veggie juice, right? Yeah. Is it that badass sounding? It's kind of what all the yoga chicks do, right? Doesn't matter. We don't care who's doing it. We care what the result is. And the result is a ton of vitamins and minerals from plants. And that's good stuff. So have a, have a smoothie, green smoothie every day. Either throw that spinach in your smoothie or go have a fresh squeezed vegetable juice. You know, get those veggies in there. Uh, Good quality sleep is another recovery technique. I already told you, go listen to Ask Ted number four for that. Deload week. What is a deload week? That means after you've been pushing your workouts really hard, back off on, you can take a week off. Like I, I've been sick for uh, the past week. I had a cough, right? I actually wasn't really that sick. I just had this upper respiratory infection and I, I couldn't work out very hard because I couldn't breathe, right? It, w- it would, I would just feel weak because uh, without kicking out, just my lungs were messed up. I had a nasty cough. So I took a week off. Now that's pretty drastic. You don't have to do that. You can just deload. What does that mean? It means maybe just going and taking it easy for a week, going for walks, going for runs, uh, just hanging out, playing with your friends, going outside, being active, doing different things, you know, uh, not worrying about getting into the gym and pushing it every week because you can take a week off guys, especially if you work hard and, uh, although you don't have to, what you could also do, you could back off on the volume and or intensity. Okay, intensity is how much weight you lift. The volume is how many sets you do, how many reps you do. So just back off, experiment with it. If you've been doing five sets, try only two sets. I mean, uh, you know, it really has to do with who you are as an individual, how much you should back off. And 
Another recovery technique is deep breathing exercises. Okay. I know again, maybe that doesn't sound that badass to you. Maybe it doesn't sound like, uh, you know, like, Oh man, I'm, I'm alpha, bro. I don't need to breathe deep, but yes, you do. In fact, I did an interview with former Navy SEAL commander, Mark Devine, and he wants to incorporate yoga into the Navy SEALs to help them recover from all the stress, not just of training, but also combat stress. Because uh, I, what he was kind of saying was post-traumatic stress syndrome from war, a lot of it is just a fried nervous system, right? Your cortisol levels are up, your other your good hormones are low and they're not good or bad, but uh, you know, you need some stress hormones and you need good, the, the sex hormones, the testosterone and everything, but there's supposed to be kind of a balance there and uh, you don't want it imbalanced. Anyway, the deep breathing and yoga, which yoga is just deep breathing with light exercise. That's what yoga is. And that's why people love it so much is all that breathing uh, it really helps you s- decrease stress. So if you're a really stressed person, that's really good. Although you don't have to do yoga. You could do meditation, okay? Uh, deep breathing. And I- I'm not really a meditation guy. I like to do yoga. I like to be active. So I don't know a ton of uh, about meditation. But f- seek it out. Or maybe I'll f- do an interview with a guy. Uh, also, acupuncture. Acupuncture is something I've tried. It chills you out. Wow. It's like meditation uh, in 20 minutes. You know, it's it's really amazing. I have a friend of mine who actually teaches acupuncture. I was very skeptical when I tried it, guys, but it made a huge difference on the way I felt. I was like, whoa, I feel just even now. Like I don't feel stressed. I don't feel energetic. I just feel like the way I should. That's uh, get massages. Massages can be helpful as long as they don't. Some of the massage therapists really beat the hell out of you. So I've given you a number of different recovery techniques. And the last one I'll throw in, and I'm always hesitant to do this, but use, uh, use transdermal magnesium. I use ancient minerals magnesium bath flakes and I use Ancient Minerals Magnesium Lotion. Guys, go out, get some of that stuff. If you're stressed or sore or tired, get some of that stuff and use it. It is amazing. You do rub, rub the uh, lotion on your skin before you go to bed. Uh, you can take a bath with it. I personally don't like taking the baths before I go to bed. I just find it kind of hypes me up too much even though it's supposed to relax you. Uh, but experiment with the transdermal magnesium. That's like meditation in a bottle. It really is good. And it does not taking magnesium orally. It's once you try the transdermal way, it's a waste of time (laughs) taking it orally, you know, although I do suggest you guys eat, uh, nuts like Brazil nuts, pumpkin seeds, almonds to get your magnesium from, your food, but if you need a supplement, get the transdermal stuff. I really want you to experiment with that. It's really unbelievable. I rub it on my body almost every night before I go to bed. It's awesome. 
Okay, so that does it. Hopefully I haven't talked your ears off and you learned a lot and it, that was a lot longer than I was going to go. So let me give you a few resources. The Max Muscle Plan by Brad Schoenfeld talks. It's got a great workout in there and I will also be interviewing Brad. But he talks about, he doesn't talk that much about overtraining, but he just talks about what you need to cause muscle to grow. And it's it's awesome. And uh, the workout is solid as well. And Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers by Robert Sapolsky. Now, this is an in-depth book. If you don't have a background in biology or anatomy and physiology, specifically physiology, might be a little hard because he talks about all the hormones that are involved, but uh, it's an excellent, excellent book. And the last book, which you should only get if you're a super geek like I am, is Biochemical Monitoring of Sport Training. And it talks about measuring hormones and uh, all types of stuff for just figuring out where you're at in your recovery status. And uh, it's a really interesting book. That's only for fitness nerds out there. If you're not into the fitness business and have a strong biology or physiology background, you don't want to read that. Now, the last one is the one that I mentioned like two or three times already, Stress, Portrait of a Killer. It's a documentary that's available on YouTube for free and Netflix. So guys, watch that documentary. Learn about your body. It talks about all types of stuff from the uh, what Robert Sapolsky learned from the baboons and uh, how it relates to human health from and from like what corporate workers deal with in the corporate hierarchy and how it affects them, the way they feel, uh, uh, their status in the uh, corporate hierarchy and, and how that affects their hormone levels. And it's just, and also how stress can make you fat is in there. It is a killer, no pun intended, documentary. And it's just awesome, full of important knowledge. And it also is very palatable. So you don't need a strong science background to watch that. You guys should all watch that. It's 50 minutes of your time and it will change the way you look at stress in general because sometimes we think stress, oh, that's just psychological. It's all in my head, right? No, it is not. It, stress, you feel, the, you feel the physiological effects as psychological effects, not the other way around. Although, you know, again, we can be both our psychology can influence our physiology and vice versa. Right. But, um, so anyway, check out that documentary and guys, again, please go to iTunes, give me a review, uh, send in your ask tag questions. I hope you learned a lot from listening and I will talk to you on the next episode. You've reached the end of another episode of the alpha man project. Connect with us at alphamanproject.com. Your feedback is really important to us. It helps us learn, develop, and most importantly, improve our podcast for you. Give us a review on iTunes and receive a free grocery shopping list and four-week muscle building workout. See you next episode.